Hey everyone, I need your attention for one minute. This is not one of those ads. This is something that has changed my entire life. If you've been listening to this podcast, you know that this is all about personal development as the foundation for everything good in your life. And this podcast is now sponsored by Growth Day, which is the world's first all-in-one personal development app. I mean, oh my gosh, can you imagine having everything all in one place that you need to create the life that you want? Now you can. So if you've been struggling with your motivation, your mood, your productivity, or your purpose, you have to check this out. Growth Day helps you consciously change your life and achieve your potential. It has all the self-improvement tools, motivational classes, and life coaching all in one place. So many of us want to improve our lives, but the question is how? Where do we start? What do we use? How do you get unstuck? How do you make self-improvement stick? Well, research shows how. It's when you consistently journal, track your habits, set goals, learn from empowering mentors, and challenge yourself that you'll be happier, healthier, and more successful. But let me ask you something. Where do you actually do all of your personal development work? I have to tell you that over 300,000 people use Growth Day for a reason. It works. It's the world's number one software for self-improvement. Growth Day has an amazing mindset journal that I absolutely love, a habit tracker, and a goal-setting system. In fact, I bet if you went to my stories this week, you probably saw me using the journaling app and telling you to do it too, because it's the first time that journaling has ever actually stuck consistently in my life because of this app. And best of all, Growth Day has live inspirational classes every single week from the world's top motivational speakers and life coaches. These are people who have impacted my life in huge ways. These are mentors who I already knew and loved. In fact, this is something that's so huge for me, you guys. I personally teach a class in Growth Day every single month, and it is one of the most fun things that I get to do, and I'd love to see you there. These classes will truly shift your life. There's always something new that you will learn. So join me in 300,000 Achievers Growing Our Lives with actual real intention. Visit growthday.com slash Lori for a free trial. Yes, you can try this for free. So go to growthday.com slash Lori and go live your best life. You guys, that's growthday.com forward slash Lori. And I can't wait to see you there. Hi, everyone. I'm so happy you've tuned into the show. Whether you have listened before or you're brand new, I'm so grateful for you. You have no idea. And this episode is brought to you by my Become Aligned course. And podcasts are amazing. And I know that you know that because you guys all listen to them. And I do too. And sometimes they are not necessarily enough because while we're listening, sometimes we're passively listening and we're not actively listening. So the reason that Chris and I, Chris is my husband, the reason we've created this course is because we get asked so many questions outside of the podcast on how we started living the life that we live now, a life of happiness, of abundance, of really understanding that life is always full of problems every single day, but there's always a solution. And how do we shift back into a mindset that's going to keep us happy, keep us together, keep us successful, and keep us in thriving relationships. And that is what 
our Become Aligned course is about. Because we cover everything from mindset to the rituals that we do every single day. We talk about different energy sources that's really going to provide you with lasting energy. We talk about your purpose and what that actually means, what it is, and how it's ever-changing. We're going to tap into your beliefs. We're going to show you how to build a tribe to support where you're going. And we're definitely going to talk about wealth, abundance, money, all of the good things and how to sustain all of this. Because while, like I said, podcasts are absolutely awesome, you don't necessarily sit down and actually write out a plan for yourself. Because as much as I can sit here and tell you on the podcast what we do and how much, how many different people that I can interview, it's important that you actually learn how to apply these things in your own life. So if you've been listening for a while and you are ready to go deep and you really want to get some direct training and be able to dive into your life and yourself and your mindset, this is the course for you. I don't know about you, but I absolutely have points in my life where I don't know where I'm going. I don't know what I'm doing. Sometimes I hit walls where I don't necessarily feel happy anymore and I haven't sat with myself long enough. I haven't really let myself think. I haven't written out how I actually feel. And so many people who took this course said that it was completely life-changing and they revealed a lot of things about themselves, about them li- about their lives, about their relationships that they weren't really looking at or they were avoiding. And it's about having those tough conversations, not only with other people, but really with yourself and knowing that you have the tools and the access to the tools. And we're going to teach you all of the tools that you need, not only to move through things, but to actually thrive on the other side. So you guys, I would love for you to join the Aligned community. It's such a special group of human beings and you get lifetime access. This is nine different modules where you're going to be working through each area of your life at your own pace. So you might need something on abundance. You might need more on you know money. You might need more on your purpose, on your tribe. This is where you can really go deep on exactly what you need and make sure that you're not missing any of your blind spots if you are feeling stuck or if you are wondering how everyone is doing it and how they're managing it all. This is a truly honest course about how to have a thriving life and manage and deal with all of the different problems that do come up in your life and understand that not everyone is going to support you and not everyone is for you and you are not for everyone. And that's okay. It's finding your people. It's forgiving yourself. It's creating a life of abundance and choosing your own purpose and your happiness. So you guys, you can go to becomealigned.com. That's becomealigned.com. And you guys know that because you're listeners, I'm going to give you an awesome deal and an awesome discount. And I cannot wait to see you in that community. And also let me know if you join because it is such an awesome, awesome uh, community. And also I'm really proud of this course. Chris and I poured our heart and our soul into this. Everything that we've done, everything that we've learned, we've invested so much into ourselves that this is everything that we have applied in our lives. And if you want to know how we've done it, we put it all on the table. We've put it all in this course. So if you want to know, go check it out at becomealigned.com. So let's get into the show.
even if I would have lost money on that first retreat, I wouldn't have given up. And I want people to really get that. Even if you lead an event the first time and you lose money, don't give up. Because all that is, is time for you to grow and learn. Welcome to the Earn Your Happy Podcast. I'm Lori Harder, founder of The Bliss Project, three-time fitness world champion, fitness expert, and cover model turned self-love junkie, lifestyle entrepreneur, and author. Each week, I'll bring you a guest or a thought that will help you bust through your fears, connect to your soul, and get focused and clear so you can elevate your life, business, and relationships. We don't wait until we're ready for someone to tell us we're good enough. We take what we want and we anoint ourselves. Get ready to earn, own, and unapologetically rock your happiness every single day. Are you with me? Here we go. Welcome back to the show. You guys, this episode just lit me on fire. I will tell you, I am the girl who talks all about connection and tribe, but I don't think I utilize it as much as I feel I should. Even though I'm constantly connecting with people, I still think there's more room to connect with people over certain things. Like it's so easy to, you know, get in our own space and forget that if we just all got together over what we're going through, like called in some people who have done the thing that you're doing or who are on the same path just to sit down for an hour and share best practices, that your own mind will be blown. Like you will not only get all the answers that you need, but you will get so much motivation. So that's exactly what we did on today's podcast. We called in three other women who have added events to their business. And we talked all about what stepping into their calling looks like, what that fear looks like, what it looks like to follow your purpose, what it actually feels like to run events, how they do it, how they make it profitable, how it's one of the biggest profit centers in their businesses. And even if you are not interested in doing this, I'm telling you guys, I don't care who you are or what you do. This is about the human experience and how to move into whatever it is that you want to do. So on this podcast, we talk all about stepping in to your calling. And we share a bit about event love and why we're doing it and how they actually wish they would have had this before their events because it probably would have saved them a lot of trouble and heartache. So on the podcast today, I am doing the show with Lindsay Schwartz, uh, Amber Liliestrom, with Jocelyn Freeman and Taylor Ray. And you guys, this episode, I'm telling you, you can obviously tell I'm completely lit on fire from what happens with conversations with people who are stepping in and are like-minded. So wherever you're at, I hope that you get a little inspiration on how the flow could go if you want to set something like this up for yourself. So if not, here you go. Here is a massive truckload of energy coming your way. So you guys, again, go to eventluv.com if you want to be in this room with us and feel this feeling and get these ideas, uh, tips and strategies and be around these epic women who are going to be just like you, supporting you on this mission to become a more confident speaker, adding any event to your current business or making this your business model, where to start, how to do it, how to create content, how to create the event flow, how to make sure that you feel good in the setting, how to protect your energy. Oh my God, so much more. So let's get started. 
Okay, here we are. We're so excited to bring you this incredible podcast today because we have some amazing women with us. And Lindsay Schwartz and I have decided to collaborate on something that we are bringing you, which is Event Love, which is a an event that is all about speaking, confidence, and learning how to do profitable events. And today, we've brought together a group of women who are doing huge things out in the world. These are women who have impacted our lives, inspired us, um, have really blazed the trail in what they are doing in their businesses and with their events. So we cannot wait for you to meet them. And Lindsay, what's the intention? Like, What's the, what's the context for this podcast? Well, as we were just starting to think about all of the people that we really want to impact with Event Love and the number of people that this is really for. We looked around in our lives at the women who are using live events and live experiences in really unique ways, all different ways. And I think that is something that really hits on a trend that is happening right now. You and Chris touched on this in a podcast that you did about live events being one of the biggest trends in 2020 and beyond. Because as we probably all know, you know, we're more connected than ever digitally, mm-hmm. but people are craving in-person connection and community more than ever. So there literally could not be a better time to add events to an existing business. Or if you just are feeling that call to create something to bring people together, whether that's two people, 200 or 2000, there is a lot of opportunity and people are really asking for this right now. So if you're feeling mm-hmm. called to do that kind of work, that's because people need your unique voice in the grand scheme of all the events and all the live experiences being offered. So we thought, how fun would it be, number one, to hang out with a couple of our favorites, our absolute favorite women on the planet. So this is really selfish. We just wanted to hang out with all of these women. (laughs) But we also wanted to help you think creatively, help you think outside the box in terms of all of the different kinds of events that you could possibly add to your existing business or the one you're going to start. And also just the different ways that these women are approaching the really the impact that they want to make and how live events are a part of this. So we can't wait for you to meet them. Without further ado, why don't we just allow them to introduce themselves? Because they really are women who, like Lori said, that we really look up to and we've learned a tremendous amount from. So we're going to have them introduce themselves to you and tell you a little bit about the events and the businesses that they have started. And I'll let Amber take it away. Lindsay, thank you. Lori, thank you. I appreciate you guys so much. Uh, My name is Amber Liliestrom and I'm a transformational branding strategist and business coach. And I do uh, live events for a a huge part of my living. And I weave that into all of my coaching programs. And the reason why uh, events have been such an integral part of my business structure uh, that I've created over the last five years. Here's is because 10 years before that, I was doing athletic events for my alma mater, the University of New Hampshire. And in a year, I was producing up to 100 events and, uh, and entertain... I mean, you guys, I was out there shooting the t-shirt cannon on the ice. <laughs> uh, I was singing the national anthem. I mean, I did all the things. I wore all the headsets, had the cell phones and the radios and produced these amazing events that created emotional transformational experiences for our fans and for our students and for our athletes. And I loved it. And so the idea of going into creating a coaching business and working from home and never going anywhere, never having those experiences uh, felt impossible to me. And so 
Uh, I, I have high-end mastermind programs and all of those include events. I host events every year, about five or six events a year that range from 20 people all the way up to 400 people and beyond. And uh, it is, it's really, really fun doing that. And I have a podcast. I'm also a mom and a wife and an athlete and a soul sister and all of those things as well. <laughs> but uh, I'm so excited to talk about this, this topic with you guys today because live events is definitely my specialty and one of my most favorite parts of my business. Mm. I love that so, so much. Awesome. Thanks, Amber. Okay, we're going to go to Jocelyn next. Hey, friends, double L, Lori, Lindsay, and the gals. <laughs> so Jocelyn Freeman here, and you'll likely forget my first name and just remember me as one of the Freemans. My business partner and life partner is Aaron Freeman, and we're known as the Freemans. And we teach couples the relationship skills to be connected in any season of life and be the power couple they were meant to be. And we do that through what we founded was Empowered Couples University and creating personal development and relationship development courses, both online and in person for couples to learn those skills that no one taught us in school. We didn't have relationships 101 growing up. And so we do that. We have coaching programs, but events have been the core of us really being able to scale and get our message out there and build our brand. And I can share much more in depth. And if we have workshops, uh, we call them couples workshops, couples brunches, and then we have had additional intermittent workshops for larger groups throughout the year, but our bread and butter has been the smaller, more intimate events, the workshops with any anywhere from 10 people to 40 people, and those could be individuals and couples. And I can share later on just about how we've been able to turn those smaller events into profitable events because we currently don't have the desire to do large events, right? And I'm excited to hear how each of you have done that. I respect that you guys have large events. And for us, we love the intimate. We love really interactive and it's still been profitable for us. And we can share some of the ways that we do that. And I'm just happy to be here. Mm. Yay. Well, I appreciate you so much. And I love how you're giving that perspective already. You're starting to see these are three women doing this and approaching events in very different ways. And that brings me to our third panelist, Ms. Taylor Ray. So I'll let you introduce yourself. Thank you, Lindsay. Thank you, Lori. So I'm Taylor Ray and I am a yoga and mindfulness teacher, and I've been bringing community together. So community is the most important thing to me. And so I've been bringing community together through a few different events. And it started with yoga in the park. And then that kind of led to like, wow, this is so magical. And I started to lead yoga retreats. Um, so we've led some that are in Sedona. We've led some all around the world. And then I also lead um, and instruct and certify um, new yoga instructors. So I have created my own 200-hour yoga teacher training program. Mm -hmm. And really, the reason that like the events for me is so powerful in the yoga world is I have so many tools that I've learned as I've studied yoga, as I've practiced yoga for 15 years, that teaching a one-hour class like just wasn't enough. And I had all these tools and was wondering, how can I give, give this more? So it's been amazing. Um, I absolutely love all the events that I lead and I'm excited to share more with you. And you really hit on the first thing that we're going to talk about, Taylor, which is yeah. you started to feel like you had more to give and you were looking for the best way to, to make that impact, a bigger impact to, on a greater scale. And I think that really 
is the heart of why a lot of us feel compelled to create live events. But I really would love to hear from each of you. And we'll just keep that same order. That way, those of you listening, you can you can decipher who it is that you're hearing from at, the, at each time. But we're going to have each of you answer this question. I, I would really just love to know, what was it that had you know you wanted to create a live experience, a live event of some kind? And I'm really curious to hear, because I know I had them, what were some of the fears, the initial fears that you had, maybe fears that stopped you for a while or just fears that you had to really overcome and take action in spite of as you moved forward in creating your events and creating your businesses? So we'll start with Amber again. Uh, so the truth is, and Lori, maybe you can relate to this. Growing up, I always wanted to be a pop star. <laughs> I wanted to sing. I wanted to be on the stages. I wanted to do the whole thing. But there was this one little problem. I was afraid to sing in front of anybody except for like my dolls. So anyway, that we'll just put that over here. Um, And (laughs) then life went on, and you know, I did. I was a Division One athlete, and then I got this job, and it was kind of like this pseudo way. I got to sing the national anthem. You heard that clue, and I got to produce these events, and I realized I really love these experiences and like playing with music and and team entrances and mascots and all these just cool ways to to create an emotional response from the audience. And then I had a near-death experience and uh, uh, left my corporate career and launched my own coaching company. Because what I was really being called to in that season of my life was speaking about the, the, my own stories. And I've been on Lori's podcast, so you can listen to that to get the whole, the whole thing. Um, but what I knew was, Lindsay, that I, I really wanted to create these types of emotional experiences in the context of personal development and growth and specifically with with female business owners entrepreneurs who have a dream that is in them that is for them that is leading them to want to create something but they don't know how and i learned how and i and i wanted to create this this little workshop weekends these little places for them to come home to themselves and to really carve out that space for those really sacred experiences of of clarity and so it was very clear to me okay i get to basically be a personal development rock star and this, all my pop star dreams get to come true, except I don't have to sing, though I did at one of my events. And I now tick that box and I'm good. I am complete. But I at least get to now do the speaking and it's what I'm so passionate about. So it's, I'm really living out my dream doing this. And I think it's so important to speak to that. This is my dream and I'm living it out. I have an event actually in two days. My living room looks like it blew up and we are <laughs> getting ready. As <laughs> You guys know how that happens. But the fears that came with all this, it's like crystal clear, I want to do this. Okay. <laughs> Okay, it's one thing to say I have a dream. It's now the the second part to then actually have to act on it, and then to say like, "Hi, I'm doing this event at this venue, and I want to have a hundred people there, and I've never had an event that has my name on it. It's not the UNH Wildcats brand. And do you want to come? Will you support me? Will you give me things to put into my sponsorship bags? I have nothing to go on to tell you that this is actually going to be successful, other than I'm really passionate and excited. And will you please help me? And so I want everyone that's listening to this to just know everybody's nodding their head right now as I'm saying this, that you have to start somewhere. And I, all I knew was that I had enough experience in creating events that I could do something pretty great. The speaking part, I needed to practice. I needed to prep, right? I needed to just... But, but also, there was no way to know anything until I actually got on that stage and held that microphone in my hand. And I had to be brave enough to do that. So that definitely is the biggest fear. And then the other piece, which... I still think about it. Like, will anybody come? Like, are they? I, have you guys ever felt that way? Like, you know that the tickets are sold, but you're like, I hope that they come every time. Uh, every time. <laughs> like, I see all your names. 
but I'm not sure if you're actually going to come. And so this is just a normal <laughs> feeling and I'm going to bounce the ball over to Jocelyn to take it from here. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, I love that and relate to so much. So for me, you know, it really was multiple events that led up to me feeling that. It started to be, I was actually investing in myself, going to personal development, met both Lindsay and Lori at personal development seminars. And after a couple of years of doing that, there got to be this point where I wanted to just go grab the mic from the leader and be like, I've got more to say. And just watching them, I would, I started to get to this point where I wanted to be a little bit less of a consumer and more of a creator and that I felt like something was going to burst inside of me. And then also looking for, uh, for Aaron and I, we felt like there wasn't a place that existed, even in the personal development world for couples. So we noticed a gap in the industry and maybe that's what has you want to create an event is you're like, I can't find anything like the event I want to go to or where these people are saying, And that's what we found was, you know, couples weren't just wanting to sit in chairs facing forward and attend a seminar as individuals, and they wanted a community type of environment. And so we just started to realize we're missing somewhere we want to go. There has to be more people who feel the same way. And your audience and your community is going to feel the same way. Like, finally, someone created what I've been looking for. So it was really feeling like I wanted to grab the microphone and feel feeling like I couldn't find anything like what we wanted and other couples were looking for. And the fears, you know, I'll just be really honest, besides not knowing how I would start it, I would say, honestly, like one of the big fears was like, what do I say at the beginning? You know, like I stand at the front or wherever, you know, the room is positioned. What do I say in the beginning, right? How do I not make it awkward? And how do I end it? it? A lot of it was just not looking bad, you know, not looking like, foolish and who is she? The other big thing was, especially when Aaron and I put on our first event, which was now, gosh, two and a half years ago, was we were afraid that if only a few people registered, we would look bad. And that's, you know, people often are fearing either not looking good or looking bad. And that was, it was like, if people come and it's five people in the room, will we look bad? Will we not look cool? And that was just really honestly there. So as we've hosted our first event, and even through the first year, cause we had events at first, it was twice a month, every month. Then we moved to monthly. We're at a different frequency now. And we were just, I had to consciously go, it's okay. If five people show up in the beginning, that's okay. And that was a big breakthrough was being consistent. And a lot of people have asked us, how have you had couples show up every single month to an event? It's because we didn't quit when just six people came and 10 people came and then it built and momentum gained and gained. So those were a couple of my really big fears, many other ones, but that was one I had to really pause and and check myself when I was starting to make it about numbers and let go of that people are going to judge how it looks, however many people show up. Mm, so oh my good. gosh, that's so good. I think we were all nodding emphatically <laughs> to all of that as well. <laughs> Taylor, what about for you? So for me, okay, so I've had, I've been a full-time yoga instructor for four years now and my business like really took off about two years ago. And I remember it was probably three years ago. I remember like looking at these other teachers that had events and like special retreats and things going on and thinking like, man, I'd love to like do an event. I'd love to like be asked to do an event here in Phoenix. 
And I kind of just had that thought in my head and was like, why am I waiting for someone to ask me? Mm. So what started for me was, you know, take action myself and let me just create an event. So I started with yoga in the park and um, I've been doing that now going into the third year and it's really grown. And that's like my local event. People go to on a Saturday. It's been awesome. And that kind of like showed me, oh, if I want something really like it's up to me. I have to go out, I have to take action and I have to create it and trust, just trust the process. And then, um, the other thing that kind of like at that time was, um, as a yoga instructor, it was super easy to burn out in this, in this career. If all you're doing is teaching classes. Um, and I was on that verge of burnout and I was burned out really. And so I was teaching like 15 to 20 like classes and private clients a week and thinking like, I cannot do this. This is not sustainable. Um, and I just, again, it was like that kind of same time, like how am I going to shift to create an actual lifestyle that's sustainable and profitable that I love, that I have free time in. Um, and so that kind of like is what inspired me to say like, well, maybe I can lead a retreat. Maybe I could do this. Why not? People are doing it all the time. And that's really what started the like process of like what inspired me to like go big and to take action with it. And just like the other ladies, Jocelyn, Amber, like a hundred percent, my fears are the same. <laughs> um, are they going to show up? Are people actually going to pay to come to this? What if I don't know what to say? What if I say something that doesn't make sense? Like all this, all the same stuff, the ego, it just like, it consumes. And then you have to catch that and say, you know what? Like, this is my dream. This is my vision. Like I have to go through that fear or else there's no, there's no way around it. So Mm -hmm. I think that we all kind of nailed it. I agree with both of you on the fears. Yeah. And I'm so grateful that you all shared something that that was one of my biggest fears. Lori's nodding her head as well. And it's really important for those of you listening to know that if that's one of the things that's that's stopping you, if it's one of the things slowing you down and you keep getting ready to get ready, that fear will never fully go away. I know every year that I've done an event and we were on we just finished year three of doing our live event, it's your vision grows, your your desire to make an impact will grow and there's always going to be those fears whether or not you step into actually doing something about them. So I love how you all talk to the fact that... Um, I just really want to underline this. There was a point where each of you felt like you were seeing other people do what you wanted to do and you thought, I could do that. Mm-hmm. And I really want you to get... If, you're, if you've ever been in an event, maybe you've been at Lori's event, mine, any, any event that you've attended and you look at the stage and you think, I should be up there. That is a great feeling. You don't want... Sometimes I think people feel guilty to say, I, I think I could do better. Or I think I could do this event my own way. That is a calling. That means that there is someone out there who needs to hear your unique voice. And each of these ladies shared, that was a big part of them stepping into this calling and now starting to impact the people that they have. So mm-hmm. that's the second part that I want to talk about and have you share is... We know that through the events that you're doing, you're impacting other people's lives. There, that is like no doubt. I've seen it firsthand myself. But I want to know, what were some of the benefits you got from stepping into that fear? Right? Because there's benefits to us as well. So how has having your own live events impacted and changed your life? Like, What are some of the things that have opened up for you as a result of 
walking into that fear you all put into words just a minute ago? We'll start with Amber again. Yeah. So for me, um, it really opened the doorway for me to fully step into my work and to embrace it. Because as you guys know, when you're up on that stage and the lights are on you and everyone is staring at you, you can't, I mean, you can't really BS your way through that. You know, everyone can see everything. They can see your heart beating in your chest. They can see your soul and that there's no hiding. And so what it did for me was it challenged me to really step into myself in an even deeper way and to acknowledge everything that kind of comes with that. All of the, the imposter syndrome feelings, the, the feelings of, you know, um, are they going to accept me? Is this good enough? But here's the reality. When you're sitting on that stage, the only thing you have to give is from your own heart. You can't access anybody else's. You know, you can intuitively connect everyone in the room, which is my greatest strength and superpower. Thank goodness that I have that because I'm not really great at like PowerPoints and preparation and having all these things. I go in the room and I feel what's happening there. And then I serve from that place. And it just, it's the greatest high that there is. And so what has happened from that is it's only amplified that gift. And it's helped me to feel more confident in that and my ability to serve and to show up in a room as a coach to serve people right where they are. And I think, you know, Jocelyn, your example about seeing people and being like, I want the microphone. The person I wanted to take the microphone from was Tony (laughs) Robbins. And I was a day with Destiny and I was like, this event is amazing, but we need to do this for women. And so, Tone, I'm going to take your lead, brother, and I'm going to go create a women's date with destiny style, UPW style event because, sisters, we need this. And so I created the Ignite Your Soul Summit. And that's what that event is about. And that's what all my events are about. And so it helped me to really step into the clarity of what I'm here to do and how I'm supposed to be used in this lifetime, in this physical body, and in this soul of mine. And it set my heart on fire to be more disciplined, in my devotion to my own work and to my own purpose and to this, this life that I have. Um, it has expanded me and in all the ways you guys like to be healthier, to, to take better care of myself, to push myself, to learn more, to be a better coach in my technique, to learn how to better support my clients. So stepping into events has challenged me to become the best version of me every single day, like over and over and over again, especially doing six of them a year. I have to be a better version of me at every event, you know, I have to just continue to improve. And I love that. You know, I love being challenged like that, especially as someone who's an athlete. Um, the second piece that in my business, you know, how it has helped, and I'll just speak briefly on this, is just, you know, I'm a transformational coaching and live events company owner. You know, like that's really what we do. And the live events piece is an integral part of the the programs that we create. And the clients that I attract want to get on the plane and come to the events. And so it's also helped me to give back in my community. But what I will say is that there's a higher percentage of people from away than there are locally. And I choose to host my events in New Hampshire for the most part. I do take mastermind retreats to places like Nashville and LA and otherwise. But um, for the most part, I host the events here because I want to give back to my community and infuse uh, in the economy here and to help local business owners and to support them and their gifts in ways that maybe they wouldn't have access to. Um, and, and also our local charities. I like to partner with those guys as well. So it's just helped to spread the love in a, in a much bigger way um, in community and beyond. And it's also helped uh, with just the business model of selling from stage, selling programs live and events. I'm, it's my favorite place to, to sell um, and to share and to invite people up and into their next level. And I know we'll talk about that more. 
but yeah, across the board, do, doing live events has just elevated me in every aspect of my life. Mm. I'll jump in here. Love all of that as well. So I will answer this in like two or three ways, but I'll talk money, money, money first. I need to make some moolah for this passion, right? So from an income perspective, just so, so we actually had a couple's workshop on Sunday, which was coming back from the Fast Foundations Mastermind, which was awesome. And we led the couple's workshop and our, our ticket prices aren't that expensive. They're $197 for the couple. And so for us, and I'll share about this also in probably a future question, it's not even just ticket sales. So we are able to have people purchase programs and coaching at the event and then after because we have a whole follow-up system. And so in that one day, made twice, if not three times as much of what I normally would have made in a, in a month of work. And so just that type of impact, you know, I know we're stepping over the impact, like, you know, couples walking out saying it, you know, changed the trajectory of their relationship, but we're focusing on us for me to walk out and go, wow, I not only got to impact multiple couples at one time, but I made a month or twice as much of a month's uh, worth of income in one day one day out of my entire month. And we could host those events, you know, even more frequently than once a month. So just that sort of revenue has been incredible. And then people really do want coaching and support afterwards. So there's so beyond even that one day, there's so many other income possibilities after the event for you to be thinking about and see that your effort really does have, have a ripple effect. And here's the other thing. People talk about it. You want to grow your brand events because they go share with 10 people in their life. And all of a sudden you have a brand that's known around the state and people say at parties, have I seen, are you the Freemans, right? Have I seen you before? That has happened because of events. There's no social media marketing we could do that's as powerful as people being impacted by you and going and telling so many people in their life. And so building your brand is incredible from events. And then I would also say, again, just even the power of consistency. So we, you know, we committed, even if a few people show up in the beginning, we're going to stay consistent for a year. And then obviously now we've gone past that. And people notice. So if you want to be getting on the radar of these big players, uh, the Brendan Burchards, the Tony Robbins, the Russell Brunson, and all of those big guys, we were consistent. And someone watched us for a while. And they watched us be consistent. And then they just so happened to work for the company that started Tony Robbins and Dean Graziosi's mastermind. And they told them about us. And said, this couple is a great example of you showing different income streams from events. And so they had our story featured on one of their master classes that went to hundreds of thousands of people. That was, and they literally said, it's because we saw you keep doing it. So if you want to get on the radar of these big players and start to say, I'm going to have, you know, be on their radar and I'm going to collaborate with them, be consistent with your events, mm -hmm. that pays off. And then also just fulfillment. Like I, I was thinking about this, like even tearing up is I always think about when I'm 80 years old, I'm going to go for 120, but you know, <laughs> 80 years old and I'm sitting there, I want to look back and be like, you did it. Like you played 
full out girl, you know, and I feel like that even now looking back at my year, I don't want to wonder what if, you know, what if I did go for it? So for me, I'm also freaking proud of myself and like really feel like I will complete my life in like another hundred years or so and really feel so proud of myself. And that is all I think that we can really shoot for. Mm-hmm. Oh, so good. Awesome. Amazing. Um, it's Taylor here. So I just love everything you both shared and have a lot of similar experiences to say about that. Um, I think the thing that it's done for me the most is it has shown me what I'm like, I've been able to see what I'm capable of through it. And, um, fear used to paralyze me and I used to not even try anything because I was afraid. And then I I had to learn how to actually feel my fear, do it anyway, keep doing it, keep doing it. I'm always scared. Everything I do is terrifying and I still do it. And the more that I do that, the more I see, oh, it's just part of it. So the more fear I feel, then that means I'm aligned, right? Like I'm doing something that's big enough, that's scary enough. And I'm going to like, it's going to happen. I think the other thing that it has also, like I can relate to you, Amber, is when I'm, when I'm completely in my purpose, which is teaching yoga, teaching mindfulness, really teaching people how to connect to themselves, it's not about a yoga pose. Um, it's about how to live this lifestyle of connection and teaching teachers how to share this gift. I am so in my flow state. Like I feel like I'm just so clear. I'm a conduit and everything just comes out so organically and intuitively. And that's like one of the most incredible things to ever experience. It's a beautiful thing. It's a beautiful feeling. I never knew it was even possible before I felt it. And that has been just absolutely incredible because now that I feel that, now I want more of that. I say, oh, that's what it feels to be in alignment. That's what it's like. So I can begin to follow that feeling. And um, through that, I've grown so much. The other thing is business-wise, so a couple things here. The more, like Jocelyn, you were saying, the more serious you are, the more consistent you are, the more people watch you doing this for a couple years, a little longer than that, however long, they want to be a part of it. So mm-hmm. at this point, I've had like five people approach me to invest into me and somehow. And it's always kind of shocked me. I'm like, wait, what? You want to invest into me and my business? That's awesome. Um, so more like opportunities, more connections in that way as well. And then the last thing I want to touch on is I am in January, I'll be eight years sober. And when I first got sober, I worked two jobs. I worked like 60 hours a week in like food service and retail. I hated it. I hated it. It was, I was like scraping by financially. And I never thought that I could actually be living the life I'm living right now. I never thought it was possible. And, um, what's really, really awesome, really exciting is that this, I'm currently, I just started my current 200 hour yoga teacher training. So I've got a group right now and I've earned more in this one training than I used to in a year doing those two jobs. Mm -hmm. And it's incredible. It's like, it shocked me. And I'm like, hell yeah, I did this. Like I've worked so hard. It's been the hardest thing ever. And it's the most incredible thing. And um, as my partner always says, Tommy always says, because sometimes he would find me in tears, creating and developing, 
he'd say, if it were easy, everyone would be doing it. Mm -hmm. And they're not because it's really, really hard at times, but it's so worth it. So, Mm -hmm. okay. Well, so far, this has been the most challenging podcast to not be like, yes, oh my God. (laughs) And like, talk to all of you because I feel like I could sit in a circle and just really drop in with all of you over how much this has changed our lives, how much it has stretched us beyond anything we thought possible and how much on the other side of the stretching is a life beyond our wildest dreams. And we're not even remotely... like We're all just getting started whether we're 5 years in or 10 years in. Like This is just the beginning. And I think listening to all of you, I have had goosebumps the entire time because I know what is required and I know who we're talking to. There's a lot of fear... Um, for the people who are listening to this right now, but there's also a lot of knowing. Um, so thank you guys so much for sharing all of that because it's just it takes hearing other other people, other women, in order to do it. Like I know for all of us, it's because we had mentors and we had groups that we joined, and you know they they joined different teacher trainings and gone to different events, and that's kind of a theme for all of us. Is we were at events, we went to the events, and that's what started us on this other path. So you guys, I, I wish this was like a four hour thing. So, <laughs> all right. So question number three for you guys, what do you wish that you knew before you had your events? But I also want to just tailspin off of that, the importance of obviously going through you know, the failure and the not knowing and why that's so important. But what do you wish you knew before you started having events that would have really helped you on your journey? No, I think because I had done events for so long that when I got to doing my own live events, it, there were, I was actually surprised at how much I knew that really paid off You know, mm. from all of those years of schlepping t-shirts and <laughs> oh my goodness, you guys, like falling on the ice and having flyovers, like have the wrong timeline and just disaster city. I mean, it's like I experienced the worst things happening all the time in collegiate athletics. So it really prepared me for... I was like, this is like child's play, you know? Um, (laughs) But there were things that came up that I think... And I was jotting these down while you were speaking, Lori, because I think that um, this could be really helpful advice for those who are embarking on the journey of their first events and maybe 10th events, but need to hear these reminders because we can always continue to learn. Um, It would be the first is that I didn't schedule a break after on the other side. So I did my first live event. Oh my goodness, a hundred people, right? I like my whole heart poured out. And then I had to like get back in the saddle and coach and mom and do everything right after my and I thought I was gonna die. And I don't know why. I just didn't think about it. So now I go in, I plan my whole calendar for next year and I have buffers on the other side of my events to give myself space and time to decompress, to take care of myself, fill back up, all of that. That's a really basic one, but sometimes we forget that. The second is, you know, live events cost money and they are that kind of money can feel like you're break, basically feel like it's going to break you. And I would say this last uh, summit that I did, we went from 100 to 200 to 400 and we went to a much bigger venue. And it was my dream venue, the Portsmouth Music Hall. Stunning, amazing, everything that I wanted it to be and beyond. But I knew that it was going to also financially really, really push us and push me. And when, you know, I'm a big firm believer of the law of attraction and where your ener- you know, focus goes, your energy flows and all this. And of course, when you're planning a live event, your energy really does have to go to the planning of the live event, which means that you're probably not going to be bringing in a lot of clients. 
in the the season of which right before you're really trying to get this all dialed in, no matter how much you're like, I'm still doing this over here. It, the sales kind of like trickle down a little bit because it's like, yo, you need to focus on your event right now, girlfriend. And this year alone, I was having heart palpitations and getting so stressed out because we were being so stretched financially to get into this event, even with sponsorships, even with help, which is another area for continued growth. But then we sold multiple six figures from stage. And it, as Jocelyn said, like in a day, it was like, okay, I can breathe again, you know? And so it's like mitigating that going forward really getting clear on what is required, you know, what is what is a necessity for your event and what's just kind of like, oh, that would be great pie in the sky, you know, to invest in that. The only way to know that is obviously to learn from people like yourselves, right? And and others who've done this before, to get an idea, to set that budget. And then it's to do it and to be brave enough to do it. And then also to use it as a catalyst, not as a, to put you into a place of fear where you're selling and being desperate. Because that can happen, right? And that's a fine line. But coming from stage and really getting into your authenticity and getting into that space and learning tools and techniques to do that better, to connect deeper, to create experiences in a sacred container for that decision-making process that is very intimate and very important uh, for your audience and to not rush through it because you're in a place of you know not being super present because you're worried about your financial situation. So... I, you know, I learned so much through this process. And at the end of the day, you guys, I just want to say this. I always ask my husband to say this to me when I'm having a heart. I'm panicking. I say, can you just say it? And he goes, everything's going to be okay. Mm-hmm. I say, thank you so much for saying that. If for some reason, when you say it, it just feels so much better. Um, and so that that's just part of it. And I think also um, making sure that in the preparation process, you know, you have mentor, you have support, you have friends that are there to help you kind of talk you off the ledge through the process. Um, no matter what, it's going to get a little chaotic. I find that for every one of my friends who's ever done a live event, it just gets a little crazy. And remember, it's a season, it's a moment, it's exciting. Allow it to thrill you. This is you living out your dreams. And uh, remember, it's just like really dropping into the truth of that. Mm. And I could go on and on and on, but I'm passing the ball to Jocelyn. (laughs) I love it. Okay. Well, first off, I wish event love would have existed. Dang it. That would have (laughs) saved a lot. Thanks for doing it years later, ladies. (laughs) So, okay. A few things definitely jump out of mind. I would have, and we learned this a few events in, um, but had we known the first event that people need to know what is the next step. And what I mean is if you have events that are even the next year, or for us, like I said, we were doing twice a month and then went to monthly, having them actually register then. Don't say, all right, go to the page and register for the next one. Give yourself permission to have them register right then. And actually people go like, thanks, that was so much more convenient. You know, I didn't want to have to go onto a webpage again. And then the other thing is besides even signing up for the next event, Give yourself permission to give them the next step, an offer. And even I keep being reminded of how powerful it is. We actually had a couple that just started to work with us a couple weeks ago. She said she went to a, another couple's retreat some, by someone else in another state. And the host just said, all right, see you later. Good luck. You know, bye. And they were actually really disappointed. Like they were like, what the heck? Like we're, we went to this retreat and now we don't have any next support. And 
it was just a reminder to ourselves of it is helping them when you make an offer and that you can do it in a way that doesn't feel like a hard sales pitch. And that's something Aaron and I really kind of locked in is how to have it feel really authentic because it is. This is, hey, you're going to leave and life is going to happen. And so you've got to have the tools for what to do next and your audience will feel the same way. So releasing this whole, like, I shouldn't sell, sell things and they already came to the event. Why am I telling them about something else? They came because they need to learn something. They wanted to learn something. They wanted to experience something. And the event is the like catalyst. It's the launch. It's the inspiration. It's the huddle but they want support going forward. And two, I wish I would have known to both focus on mastering speaking skills and sales skills. And that's what I love what you guys are doing with event love, having both of those, um, because it is so key and people are like kind of disappointed when there isn't a next step. So both speaking skills and sales skills, and then just a couple of really short ones, that you don't have to have crazy decorations. Like Mm -hmm. we have such a simple room and like, I'm always like, during Lindsay and Lori's, their events are like a gala and they're gorgeous and they're a beautiful and that's their intention. They want to have this beautiful environment for us. Our couples don't really care for them. They're there to, you know, do the work, sit down, So you don't have to feel pressure to make it this glorious, glamorous event if that's not what is your brand and also that's not what your audience is needing and that people still are just so grateful to be there. We do really simple things and people love it because they're really there to focus on the work and be present. So simple decorations and that you can ask for help, ask for people to assist Um, in some ways. A lot of people are like, oh, thanks so much. You know, don't hesitate to ask people in your life to help. And then getting testimonials. I would say like get testimonials at every single event and use those to market the future ones. What about you, Taylor? Awesome. Thanks, Jocelyn. Um, So I think for me, one of the biggest things that I learned uh, on my first yoga retreats a couple years ago to Costa Rica was how much... So it was a six-day retreat and um, it's like a week-long event, really. And how much energy it like truly took out of experienced it. Right. So I was there and I felt like I had to be with the group at all times, like really like just be with them, you know, always doing, going here, going there, adventuring like constantly until I realized I didn't need to be, but I learned that because I really like crashed after, um, Amber, like you were saying, like give yourself time after, and I didn't really know what that was going to feel like until I felt like really just like, holy crap. I was so like dead feeling. I was so fatigued. I was drained. I was exhausted. I felt depressed. And um, I had been planning. I planned that retreat literally like nine months. So it was like I actually like had a baby. <laughs> you know. And once the retreat was there, like it was like the birth of my baby. And after I didn't give myself that time to like really stop and like slow down and check in. And looking back, I I kind of understood how much I gave and um, having more boundaries now with, especially if it's like a week long retreat, like I don't have to be with them always. I can step back. I can go do my own thing during the day until we're back at night and like really recharge. So I can actually give more. Um, I think that was really big for me something that would have been awesome to have that conversation with someone ahead of time. And 
The other thing I think I've really learned and that would have, that would have been helpful is to, I, I have an outline for my retreats or my trainings. Um, there's certain content I want to cover, but like that kind of first, first two retreats, I felt like I had to stick to it so strongly that I wasn't able to like be with who showed up because I was like, no, this is what I planned. Mm. Um, this is, this is the, the outline though. Like I have to cover this. And instead of like, Oh, allowing the conversation to shift to the needs of the group. And I figured that out during it and was like, Oh, I need to like, let go of the plan. Yeah. I still have an idea of it, but like, I have to trust myself that I can speak intuitively to what's needed. Hmm. Wow. You've each said something that I have experienced personally. And I can't tell you how everything that you all added is so incredibly vital. That is going to be so helpful for people. It was it was helpful for me to remember that because we can forget, right? You do an event and you forget and then you're like, oh, that's right. Um, so it's really cool to just have confirmation in what we're already doing as well. So you guys actually kind of touched on the last question. So I'm going to um, add another piece to it. So in wrapping, you guys, because this has been absolutely... This has been just filling my soul. So hopefully it is filling everybody who's listening. I would love to know what is your best tip in making your event profitable, which you guys kind of touched on, like make sure they have the next step, which is so powerful. I did my first event um, and I did not have the next step and everyone was like floundering. They were like, what do I do? Actually, it was actually like I felt so guilty because they didn't have another place to go. And what happens is they will go with people in your audience who have something else to offer. So you better kind of like have something to offer that you feel great about for their next step. So what is your best tip for uh, creating a profitable event, whether that's planning from the beginning? And also just in conclusion, because I know we're nearing our, the end of our time here together, why must they do this if this is in their, in their heart? So I want to just speak to uh, the ticket sales piece. And one of the things I learned as a, as a sport marketing professional... Uh, having to move tickets every single week for all types of events is that that you have to get attention. You have to be, you know, it, whether it's this big rival that we're playing. Well, that helps, but when you're playing, you know, a Tuesday night against a, an out of conference team, nobody wants to come to the game. And so we learned how to be really creative. Whether it was like hot dog night or something, or t-shirt night, or <laughs> group sales, you know, like Boy Scouts, Girl Scouts, every scout in the world come to the game. And and so when we went from two from two hundred seats to now a venue that actually seats nine hundred, but we were going to fill the whole bottom section, which was four hundred. I knew we needed to be creative, right? I knew that, especially because y'all, we live in New Hampshire, and so when was the last time anybody listening to this came to New Hampshire? Maybe it was for the Ignite Your Soul Summit, but it's not necessarily like a destination hotspot uh, for this personal development world of amazing humans. And so I knew we needed to be creative, and so. I want to just give you full permission to be creative and do promotional periods and do fun things with ticket sales if we're talking volume especially you know we have we had seats to fill and so what we did and and I'll share this quick tip because it was amazing we did a buy one get one promotion and we did it for a short period of time it was like a black friday kind of thing and what happened with that this is the result on the other side of it you know I was just at the place like I don't care you get a ticket and you get a ticket and you get like just let's get people in the building because when they're there, they're going to transform, they're going to be moved, and then they're also going to be someone that I can invite up into the programs that I'm selling. And what we realized and what we learned was that we had a very high percentage of conversions that were actually the BOGO people who 
joined the mastermind and joined the programs. And they bought a $5,000 program off of a free ticket. I'd say that's a pretty good ROI, you know, through <laughs> through that decision to go there with that. And so I want you guys to just be really creative in your process. And I know that Event Love's gonna talk about that. Lori is incredible at moving tickets for bliss and selling that thing out. And Lindsay is incredibly accomplished in, in doing the same with her events as well. And um, I think that, that that's the big thing for me that I've learned. That's how to make it profitable is to be really creative and to be nimble and to not be um, rigid and saying like, well, it has to be this. I mean, I just... I had a live event recently that I actually dropped the price. I realized that, oh, we're doing this on weekdays and my audience actually needs weekends because I have a lot of moms. And so... And in my region, they're not going to buy the $500 ticket. Okay, great. No problem. We're just going to change it. We're just going to change it. It's no big deal. It doesn't mean that we suck or that we're... That it's not worth it. You know, I just want to get people in the room to help them have a transformational experience. And that is my ultimate goal. And so we did that. We've also done nominations to have people nominate someone to come for free and then weaving that all in. So play. That would be my my invitation is play and be creative. And then the, you know, to, to answer that last piece, Lori, we're not meant to do this by ourselves. It's why you want to do a live event. You want to be mm-hmm. with people and you want to be in community. And you're going to have a much better event if you allow guides who've already been there and done that to support you in the process. So, I mean, all of the, the hands up for uh, bringing the beautiful soul-centered soul sisters, Lori and Lindsay, to, to guide you on that journey. Mm, thank you so much. Jocelyn? Yes. Okay. So love and agree with everything that was said. I would also add that going back, I would have had earlier on, even before hosting the event, multiple people review the page. So you can write it in your language and from your heart and it cannot land with people. And you can be frustrated, like, why aren't people signing up? Or why is it like so slow? Only a few people, there's a disconnect. And so I would have people review it because it, I, and I actually hear some people share and they're kind of like really attached to the language they use. But if your audience isn't clicking in with it, it doesn't matter if it resonates with you. And so I've had to humble myself and actually have other people give feedback of actually, this is how I would genuinely say this in my words and have that be what's on the page. And so definitely having people in like your ideal avatar review the page, give you feedback. And then even another activity you can do with that is interview people and interview people and capture their exact language of of why they would come to an event. What are their pain points? And that's something really, your page has to highlight pain points. And one of the things I used to do in the beginning was all the positives, you know, like here's all the butterflies and rainbows and all the good reasons to come to this. But honestly, it's pain that converts the most. And so giving yourself permission to highlight those pain points and not feel like you need to soften it or make it more gentle because that's what has people click that button and go, they are speaking to my pain points. I've got to be in this room. So interviewing people, getting their language is extremely helpful. And then also just keeping it simple. Like, Especially your first couple, again, you don't have to do ornate things. It doesn't have to be over the top. Don't put that pressure on yourself for the first one. Make it about getting those first couple in 
getting feedback because it's really the content that is going to have people come back the next time. Of course, the environment and the experience is somewhat of an element, but the focusing the most of your time and attention on the content and how you're going to support them afterwards and having, again, even if it's a smaller group, great, celebrate that and get the testimonials and then you'll be able to improve the marketing for the next one. So have your next one scheduled. Even before your first one, have the next one scheduled so you're held accountable for it. And then I would honestly say, it's a no-brainer to do event love. I, I wish it had existed when I was starting events back then and there weren't programs like this. And you, if you are feeling that call to be on stages or host workshops or lead retreats and you don't want to, at 80 years old, look back and say, I didn't play full out. I didn't really give it my all. I wish I would have known what it'd be like. It's really a no-brainer. And I have had so many miracles and abundance happen in my life because I invested in myself. Almost the bigger the investment, the bigger the breakthroughs that come afterwards. Mm -hmm. So I just would say knowing both of them, having participated in content they both have created and produced, they deliver. And to just trust that intuition and go for it, invest in yourself. You will be proud of yourself and you'll enjoy the ride. Mm, thank you so much. Taylor? Yes. So I have a couple things to add. And I think the first thing is to actually like really know your numbers. Um, I did, there was a lot of little surprises in my first retreat. And I still profited, which was awesome. I still made something and it wasn't like as much as I would have liked or hoped for, but I learned so much and I didn't lose money. So it was a total win and it was awesome. But there was a lot of little details that I wasn't aware of that could come up. So really like digging into your numbers and then price accordingly. Um, don't be afraid to charge. And I also was afraid to charge that first one. I went pretty low was like, are people going to pay? Are they actually going to show up? And they did, you know, and they still have been and the prices have gone up and they're going to keep going up and I'm going to more and I trust that. But even if I would have lost money on that first retreat, I wouldn't have given up. And I want people to really get that. Even if you lead an event the first time and you lose money, don't give up. Because mm -hmm. all that is, is time for you to grow and learn. And then take that experience into your next one. And then you can earn something. And then your next one, you earn more. And it keeps growing. Um, the other thing that I found that really works for me is to hype it up way before launch. Way before registration opens. So before teacher training registration opens, before the retreat opens, I start to talk about, hey, we're going to Peru next year going to be awesome. We're doing this and that. And I just start to like get this conversation around and people hear it. It's exciting. And then by the time that I actually open registration, people are signing up like instantly. And so it like starts the snowball effect and momentum is like right, right away. And that's worked really good for me. Um, I think those are my two things on that. And then really to close it is why to do events is because if you have an idea or a vision, and you don't follow it, you're going to have that tapping you on your shoulder forever. It's going to tap you in your heart space and you're going to feel like you're not living in your purpose. And that's one of the worst feelings ever. Um, so to follow that is to follow your purpose. It's to step into your fear. It's going to be scary. You can't get around it. So you have to do it. You have to go through it. And 
to actually lead events, to be in community is one of the best things ever. It's so special. So that's where I'm going to end it. Ah, I, okay. So many things. I, I was taking notes. I learned so much from all of you. And this is the power of, uh, you guys, there's just, there's five of us on here. Can you imagine if there is a full room? And I know that you all put yourselves in the rooms and this is how we grow in the fastest ways. Because when we get together like this, I mean, I am so recharged. I have learned so much from all of you. And everything that you shared, I could not relate more in one way or another. I know Lindsay is feeling the exact same way. I really feel like if you are listening to this podcast, you know exactly what you're supposed to be doing right now. (laughs) If you listened all the way to the end, this is probably the exact place that you're supposed to be, whether you join Event Lover, whether you just move forward in getting more information on doing your own events. Because I exactly what you said, Taylor, and I know it was the same for all of us on here. If we did not do it, it would eat us alive. It would consume us because it is the purpose that we are on the planet is bringing community together and leading that and showing other people what it looks like. And I will tell you, when I've watched all of you do your events, it lights me on fire and just makes me want to be better with mine and and to also support each other throughout all of that. So, so grateful for all of you. This was like such a beautiful, amazing, nurturing hour. Um, I love you guys so much. You're, I'm so inspired by you every day. Uh, Linz, any last closing sentiments? Oh my goodness. I'm feeling the same things that you are fist pumping every step of the way. And I think just what Taylor said really hit me that I just remember being in the fear and thinking, okay, this is really freaking uncomfortable to step forward into my purpose, but it's just as uncomfortable not to. And I think that's what we want to leave everyone with. So thank you so much for tuning in. This was such a fun little tandem podcast. And thanks ladies for being here with us. Thank you guys. Bye everyone. Thank you guys so much for spending this time with me on the Earn Your Happy podcast. I am so glad that you stopped by. If you could take one second to share this episode with someone you think would love it, that would be absolutely amazing and we would be forever grateful. Also, please leave us a review if you feel so moved by going to iTunes and leaving us an honest thought, an honest comment. Tell us what you think. Tell us what you want to hear more. Of. It would really help us out on our journey to helping thousands and thousands of people. Until then, don't forget to earn your happy. Thanks again, guys. Bye-bye. Hey, I know if you're listening to this podcast that you have big dreams and big goals. And one of the things that can really stop you is struggling with your marketing. Trust me, I have been there. Are you using 10 different systems just to build your online business? Then I want you to try Kajabi. Kajabi helps you build your web pages, set up funnels, and sell your courses, content, coaching, or communities. You've been hearing me talk a lot about funnels on this podcast and the importance of your email list. You can get a free trial at kajabi.com. That's K-A-J-A-B-I.com. I've talked about Kajabi before, but here's something that's super cool and new. They just rolled out an AI assistant for creating your online course curriculum. And this means you just type in a topic that you want to create on a course or webinar and bam, it's just generates a sample outline for you. It takes a ton of the hard work away. Of course, you're going to customize it to be your own, but this really helps you get over the struggle of how in the world to start 
which is where most people stop. If you're like me, starting is always the hardest part and that's what makes Kajabi so popular. They've made it easier for creators to build web pages, build courses, build coaching programs, build membership sites, build checkout pages, and build email funnels. So if you're struggling with any of those, you gotta go check it out. Go to kajabi.com. Kajabi was really the first all-in-one system and is trusted by over 100,000 creators. I think that's good enough for me. Also as influencers and marketers who use this. And now their smart AI platform makes it easy to take what you know and turn it into an online course and business. Go start building with a free trial at kajabi.com. That's K-A-J-A-B-I.com. Want to know a huge secret to my success? Okay, not only my success, but just about every single person that I have interviewed on this podcast who is successful has this in common. You guys, they love to journal. They capture their life lessons and what they're grateful for. But a lot of people don't keep this up consistently. And most people do know that the research shows that journaling deepens your gratitude and increases self-awareness. But did you also know that journaling decreases stress and helps you achieve your goals faster? In fact, journaling is a huge differentiator between average performers at work and high-performing people. It leads to longer-term clarity, confidence, and success. So why don't more people journal? Why didn't I journal consistently? Honestly, they don't like staring at a blank page. It's hard to carry a book around with you or a notepad, and they just don't even know what to write about, or they just forget. That's why I know that you're going to love Growth Day. It's the world's number one system for self-improvement, and it's like all-in-one personal development in an app. And it has an awesome digital journal, and people love it. Growth Day's digital journal has hundreds of research-backed writing prompts for self-reflection, positive mindset, confidence building, and success. I use them all the time, and it makes me think in ways that I typically don't, and it makes me ask myself better questions, which we all know gets better results in our life. It even has prompts that help you develop a daily, weekly, or monthly habit of reflecting on your life and identifying areas to grow. So it's a perfect time of year to start journaling, you guys. When you sign up at Growth Day, you also get systems for habit tracking, goal setting, and scoring and improving every area of your life. Best of all, I get to teach there too, you guys. I'm so excited. I hope that I get to see you. I teach live in Growth Day every single month with a new topic just for you. So join me there. Start your free trial at growthdate.com slash Lori. Hey, do you know what the big secret is this year? And it shouldn't be a secret because this should be your biggest focus. It is building your community. I am always working on building and nurturing my community and everyone is talking about the power of community without an online community you just cannot grow organically or create a real movement which is what i know that we're all after and you can build trust or monetize your audience when you get community right not only does your audience grow faster, but so do your sales. But where's everybody gonna be managing their communities these days? And a lot of online entrepreneurs and thought leaders are turning to circle.so. 
Circle is an all-in-one community platform. It lets you host content and create discussions, live streams, group chats, and memberships all under your own brand. And what's so cool about Circle.so is that you don't even need a website or Facebook group. Instead, Circle lets you build your own community site where you can host content and manage your members. You can even create locked and unlocked content spaces, groups, and classes. How freaking cool is that? You can put your content behind a paywall too, and you can charge different amounts of money for different spaces on your community site. Circle.so is famously easy to use, and it has a free 14-day trial for you, so you can go check it out, see if you like it, see if you love all the options. Just go to circle.so. Go check it out right now, you guys. Imagine being able to manage your community, start group chats and live classes, and accept payments all in one place. Kind of mind-blowing since this is usually spread all over the place. You have to log into so many different things. If this is the year to capture, organize, and monetize your community, head over to circle.so. You can get a free trial and start building your online community right now. Just go to circle.so. You guys, you get the 14-day free trial. So just go and see if it's for you. It's going to streamline everything and make your life so much easier. It's so freaking cool.